Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. Today is just going to be a special bonus episode in honor of one of my dogs that recently passed away. Since this is a bonus episode, I just kind of want to hop right into things. On December 18th, 2020, one of my fur babies, Riley, unexpectedly passed away. So even though I concluded with my season one finale episode, when I found out about the passing of my dog, I wanted to release this special bonus episode as a part of my grieving and therapeutic process and as somewhat of a way to receive closure and leave it to rest in this awful year of 2020. One of the crazy things about all of this is I had just said in my season finale episode that even though my dogs were getting old, I didn't worry about them passing away until way later on Then about a few days to a week later, one of my dogs ended up passing away. This is one of my first times experiencing grief to this magnitude and grief is such a hard process. It's like one minute you feel okay and then the next it hits you all over again. Um, hopefully I won't cry during this episode. I'm going to try to keep it together because I've cried enough over these past few days. Um, so Riley was a black and white Shih Tzu and I had him for a little over 14 years. So we essentially like grew up together. I've had him since I was five and now in a few days I'll be 20. So it's been quite a while. Um, as the year 2020 kept getting worse, I was just hoping that my loved ones would survive, but unfortunately Riley did not. However, it gives me peace knowing he passed away naturally and on his own after living a long and fulfilled 14-year life. And you know, in dog years, that is pretty old. So um, I've always heard about dogs dying and the pain that comes with it, but I never knew a pain like this could exist until it came knocking on my own front door. I think this was also the moment where it became real for me that my loved ones are not going to be alive forever. And I mean, obviously no one is going to be alive forever, but you really can't imagine your loved ones being gone until they really are. Um, I definitely think the grieving process is even harder when the person or animal that has died lives with you because you will constantly be reminded that they are really gone. The place where they used to sleep will be empty. You will no longer hear or see them around the house. Like it's really hard. Um, even though this past year and a half, I've been two hours away at college. I always look forward to seeing my dogs when I visit. Um, the worst part is that Riley died one day before I was supposed to come home for winter break. 
literally only one day before I was supposed to be back so I didn't even mentally have enough time to prepare myself to come home and not see him anymore um, my other dog named Huey we've had him for 13 years so Riley and Huey grew up together and they've always been a duo um, you just couldn't call one without the other so having to get used to saying just Huey has been extremely difficult and since being home, I keep accidentally saying Riley and Huey um, or accidentally calling Huey Raleigh. Um, it's going to take some time to definitely fix that habit. Um, I also wasn't sure if I seemed crazy for mourning an animal, but when you've cared for a pet for so long, they truly become family. Um, I found peace in reading this article from People's Magazine titled Grief is Grief, Why the Death of a Pet Can Feel Worse Than Losing a Loved One. And one thing that was said in that article is grief is grief, loss is loss, heartbreak is heartbreak, no matter who or what it is. And even though not everyone gets it, the relationship between people and an animal holds just as much love and value than one between two people. An excerpt from the article that really stuck with me was when it stated, the relationship between us and our animal companions is less complicated and complex than that between us and another person. We seldom argue with our pet. We almost never resent them. We have few, if any, conditions on the love we and our pets share. Our pets depend on us totally, and their needs and personalities are imprinted on us. Our human relationships are rarely that simple, rich, and pure. We judge our human companions. We argue and have expectations of humans. We are hurt by and we hurt humans. When a person dies, there are often mountains of regret things we wish we had said, things we wish we hadn't said, betrayals for which we are sorry. The grief and mourning that follows can be complex and complicated. This is almost never the case when our beloved pet passes. That part of the article really put everything into perspective. Um, it made me realize that I'm not going crazy for being so emotional and grieving um, an animal and even though I do hate I couldn't be there for my dog's last moments um, and I do have some regrets um, so that's about the only part of that statement I would disagree with I definitely think you can still have regrets even if it's a pet um, I think with both the passing of animals and people you can feel bad about things um things you should have did or said or maybe things you shouldn't have did or said but with everything else in that excerpt i definitely agree with we say we love people unconditionally but we all truly do have some conditions um however because our pets don't speak back and they solely rely on us to be their caretaker what we have with them is truly an unconditional love and I have been very grateful to have family and friends in my life that have been supportive and allowed me to grieve 
Um, I may do an episode on grief as I continue my process sometime down the road, but for now, what I can say is just be there for people. If someone you know, care about, and love is grieving, allow them to grieve in their own way and simply just stand by their side for support. And for the people who are grieving, just allow yourself to go through your own process. It won't be easy, but allow yourself to cry, acknowledge your emotions, and allow yourself to feel it all. And continue to take care of yourself mentally and physically and do things to help celebrate the life of your loved one that passed away. And try not to let yourself completely drown in grief and get out and do some things to lighten up your spirit, even if it's just a walk outside or watching your favorite show or hanging out with some friends and family. So now I want to really just get into a little more about Riley. So on Sunday, December 13th, My parents were telling me that Riley was really lethargic and just not being very mobile, but I didn't think much of it because as Riley got older, he slept a lot, but he still had moments where he was pretty energetic, but I didn't realize how bad it had gotten by that Tuesday. My parents had took him to the vet and I was texting to check up on him and my parents kept saying his status was about the same and the vet kept him overnight. And that was a bit alarming for me because I realized this time it he wasn't really getting better. Um, he had been sick a couple times throughout his 14, 14 years of life, kind of like how humans do, you know, we get sick and stuff, but you know, we usually bounce back. And so that was the same thing with him. You know, he got sick a couple times throughout his life, but he always bounced back. And that's why I was just so taken off guard that he wasn't getting better because this was the same week as my final exams. Um, My parents tried to tell me minimal information so I wouldn't be distracted when doing my final exams and final projects and stuff. But when finals ended after Wednesday night, when I called on Thursday, my mom was telling me things were not looking too good and that um, Riley might not make it, but I just still wasn't accepting it. Like I just kind of thought it was, again, he was just gonna bounce back. And then finally, I called my mom again on Friday night, which is the night Riley passed away, and something just sounded really off. She sounded kind of sad and just like she didn't want to talk, and I was too afraid to ask if he died, so I just didn't ask. I tried to kind of avoid it, um, push it away. Um, But I knew something was really wrong, but my parents knew I needed to drive two hours home the next day on that Saturday for winter break. So they were waiting until I got home. And that Friday night, I was just crying uncontrollably and I felt very nauseated and my anxiety was skyrocket high because I just didn't have a good gut feeling at all and then the next morning my anxiety was so bad to the point where I could barely just focus on even getting ready to go home and finally I just called my parents and I told them I needed them to tell me and that I couldn't stand not knowing anymore and it was just driving me insane not knowing if he had passed way or not and for a while my parents just had so much hesitation in their voice because they know my dogs are like my world and that's when my dad finally said 
after kind of beating around the bush a little bit he was like you know riley didn't make it and um it it felt like a piece of me like just died but it was also a weight lifted off my shoulder because i no longer had to feel anxious about whether he was still alive or not but it just felt so unreal i always knew this day was coming but not this soon and my parents ended up having to drive down to gainesville to get me because my heart was just too broken at that time to drive and i cried the entire day even just saying his name would make me burst into tears i called my older sister first to tell her and i couldn't even form the words together and when i finally did she helped me through it and gave me the idea to give him a memorial service and she also reminded me to mentally prepare to not see him when i got home and that i had to still be there for my other dog huey so when my parents did finally come to get me i cried pretty much the entire two-hour car ride and cried myself to sleep for about 20 minutes of the car ride i was just so exhausted because i barely got any sleep for those past two days um and i was bracing myself to walk in the house and not like seeing him or hearing him was really difficult but i made sure to still love and hug on huey because i knew he might have been confused as to where he is um for the first few days i was home i didn't sleep in my room because i'm so used to sleeping in there with riley but i recently got the strength to sleep back there and um, Riley was buried in my backyard and it took me a few days to go out there and when I finally did my heart felt like it just broke into a million pieces all over again but it gave me peace knowing that he was um, buried with his favorite pink blanket and also I think he was buried with his green collar which makes me happy because I know those were some of his favorite things. Um, I plan on honoring Riley in as many ways as I can to keep his spirit alive in my heart. And um, as I've mentioned, I'm going to give him a, a memorial service with a few close family fr friends um, on Zoom, which will consist of um, a prayer and sharing stories and a eulogy about him and creating and watching a slideshow with pictures and videos of him and reading the Rainbow Bridge poem. So um, that will be happening before 2020 ends um, with just close family members. Um, I also plan on buying him a memorial stone for his grave and putting flowers on his grave um, and getting him a bracelet with his name on it um so i can always have that with me and of course you know doing this podcast episode for him and creating social media posts for him as well um so now i just wanted to share the letter i wrote for riley as a way of expressing how much i love and miss him and how incredible he is so the letter goes Hey, my Raleigh bug, it's mommy. You know, I had so many nicknames for you. 
the proper way to say your name is Riley, but then somehow over time we started calling you Raleigh and it just stuck and sometimes we'd call you Raleigh, sometimes we'd call you Riley. Um, then a few years ago, I started calling you Rara and my spunky monkey and my handsome wansome. You were probably so annoyed with me and all the nicknames. I remember when I first got you, I wrote about how sad I was that my other dog from when I was really small, her name was Ivory, how I was sad that we no longer had her. And that's when my dad got me you. You were born on November 26, 2006, which crazy thing is that was Thanksgiving this year. And I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving fell on the 26th quite a few other times too, which is really fitting for you because you love to eat. I mean, every time someone had food, you just had those big, bold, and beautiful eyes glazed up looking at it. But when my dad first brought you home, I remember we were living in Crespi, Florida at the time, and you were covered up in a blue blanket. I remember my mom jumping back and was like, what is that? Because you were moving and she didn't know what type of animal was under that blanket. And Lord and behold, it was you. I remember being so happy. You were the absolute cutest thing ever. I still have a picture of us from when I was little and holding you. And we recently found out that you actually had three brothers and two sisters. I wonder where they are now and how their life turned out. It's crazy that it was six of you and God just knew that you would fit in with our family the best. You literally had the perfect personality just for us. No other could replace you. When I was younger, you were really into the cart. We were really into the cartoon show, The Boondocks. So my dad named you Riley from the show. And then the next year, when we got your brother, we named him Huey. Sometimes I would forget that you guys were named after that show. So whenever I would casually be like, yeah, like my dog's names are Riley and Huey, people would look at me like, wait, what? But that's what made you guys so unique. Then that's when my older sister Shan gave you and Huey the middle names D'Angelo and Damien. I don't really know where she got those from, but it stuck. I remember you would always follow me around. You were such a good dog. And when Huey came around, you were so jealous. I remember crying and hugging you and letting you know that even though Huey was here, you were still loved. I remember one time when we were still in Crestview, I picked up Huey and carried him in the house from the backyard, and when I turned around, you were sitting there with your arms laid on top of each other, waiting for me to come get you too. You were so jealous that you basically made me pick you up and bring you in the house too. You moved around with us a few times because my dad was in the military, and I remember on those long car rides and throughout the moving process, you would scope the place out. You hated the doggy door we had in our first house in Texas. You liked for the door to be open for you in the traditional way. You were so much like me because you were bougie. You didn't like getting your paws wet. You absolutely hated baths. As soon as you heard bath water run and realized it was for you, you would try to run out the bathroom so quick. Whenever I would finally get you in the tub, you would clench your claws inside of my skin and wouldn't let go. But it was okay because I knew you would smell so much better. 
and you would let me wrap you with a towel like a baby and rock you and walk around with you while you were drying but you only let me do it for a little while because you hate it being carried like a baby and when it was raining outside you would put your paw out and realize it was wet and you would walk right back in the house when we would try to pull you back outside you would as we would always say put the brakes on us you lived with us in Crestview in both of the houses we moved into while living in Midland, Texas, and in both of our houses we moved into while here in Tallahassee, Florida. You had quite a few adventures where you would go on the run with your brother Huey, and my parents knew that if we didn't find y'all, I would be completely heartbroken. So we would do a whole search until we found y'all again. I still wonder where you guys would go when you would run away. But even if we couldn't find y'all, you would always find your way back home, scratching at the door like nothing just happened. I remember that one time I was walking you and Huey, and Huey got off his leash and ran into someone's backyard, and I tried to get him, and then these huge dogs came running out, and I remember jumping on top of that person's car and screaming, and I was trying to hold on to you and Huey so you wouldn't get attacked. But then I lost grip of your leashes, and I tried to chase after y'all. It was a very hectic evening that day, but I finally got y'all and we made it back into the house. We had a few run-ins with each other because you could be so stubborn sometimes, but you knew I still loved you anyways. You were my best friend. You knew when I was sad. You knew when I was happy. You knew when I was angry. You were there for all my accomplishments. You were there for all the long nights I had to stay up for schoolwork or even the long nights when I was really sad and crying and anxious and you just laid there with me. You would always snore so heavily like you just had the longest day. I would always be like, Raleigh, shh, please be quiet. You are snoring so loud, but I would do anything to hear that snoring again. Whenever I would be on the phone with my friends, they would be like, oh my gosh, who is that snoring? And I would be like, oh, like that's just my dog, Raleigh. And they'd be like, what, seriously? <laughs> All my family and friends knew about you. They'd be like, how are Raleigh and Huey? And even down to your last days, so many people were praying for you. You loved dog toys, but you loved socks even more. You would literally always find some socks and just tear a hole in them. And anytime someone would try to take it away from you, you turned it into a serious game of tug of war. And you loved bouncy balls and golf balls. When someone threw one, you would just go run right after it. You never brought it back to me though, because you just wanted to play with it by yourself. You were so smart. You always knew if I was about to touch your toy, you would immediately move in the way so I couldn't grab it. You were just incredibly smart. It's like you understood what anyone was telling you. You understood what I love you meant because when I would say it, you would lick me and walk away. It was like you were trying to tell me, yeah, yeah, I love you too, now leave me alone. Anytime someone talked to you, you would tilt your head to the side like you were listening. You would even get on your hind legs whenever I dangled something over your head. It was my favorite trick of yours to show people. You knew what outside meant, and every time you heard it, you would run and move in circles and would go to the door waiting to go outside. Whenever you wanted more water or food, you would scratch and push your bowl. And you definitely knew what water meant. Anytime I said, do you want water? You would start barking. 
even when I would drink out my water bottle, you would start scratching at me and looking at the water because you knew exactly what it was. You loved the puppuccino from Starbucks, even though all it was was a cup of whipped cream. You hated laying on the bare floor, so you would always lay on something, whether it was someone's blanket on top of a box in your blue dog bed. You loved laying by my feet or by anyone's feet. I remember one day researching why dogs do that, and it says it's a dog's way of protecting their owner, which makes so much sense because you were so protective over me. Anytime anyone tried to come near me in a way that you didn't like, you would growl and bark. You were extremely protective over me. You were very feisty. You have a reputation in South Carolina, at the vet, at the groomer, everywhere for your feistiness. One thing about you is, no matter how old you got, you played no games like you were about your business 1000% of the time. You had a heavy bark and barked at every dog you saw. You were not a big fan of new people or other dogs. You just liked everything to be the same. You loved to let your fur blow in the wind like you were the rock. You were seriously so bougie, but so am I, so I loved it. Your personality was so unique. You were seriously meant to be my fur baby. God knew we needed each other. There will never be another like you, and there will never be enough words to explain how amazing you were. When I found out you were sick, I just knew you would make it through like you always do, but this time was different. The night you died, my heart felt heavy. I knew something wasn't right. Then that's when I received one of the most gut-riching phone calls ever. It felt like the world just stopped. The day I found out you were no longer here, it felt like everything ended. I couldn't get through the day without crying. The house is so empty without you. Your brother misses you and seems like he might be wondering where you are. But I took him to your grave to see you and I think he knows. I let him put his paw print on it so you guys can be together forever. I hope you were able to communicate with him before you left. I know you two didn't always get along, but y'all have been through so much together and I know y'all loved each other. I promised to take care of him. When I got back from college for winter break, it was so hard walking in the house and not seeing or hearing you. I saw your dog bowl empty in the garage. Your leash is still in the laundry room right next to Huey's and it feels so weird walking just him and not both of you. It made this moment feel unfortunately so real. This will be my first Christmas, my first New Year's, my first birthday in 14 years without you. I really hate that you had to leave us right before the holidays and I really hate you had to leave us during the terrible year of 2020. You deserved better than having to go during this time, but I'm just glad you are no longer suffering. Rara, I miss you more than you'll ever understand. You were there for me through all of elementary, middle, and high school. I told my college roommates all about you and your brother and was hoping for them to meet you someday. They always asked about how y'all were doing. I always told people I was a dog mom of over 14 years. It was one of my biggest flexes. I hate that I couldn't be there for your last breath. I hate that I wasn't the last voice you heard or the last person you hugged. I remember the last time I saw you, it was after Thanksgiving break, and I hugged you and told you, I'll see you later, I will see you in three weeks. I remember you kept following me out the door because you hated seeing me go back to my college apartment. 
but just know that I loved you and I will always love you. It feels so empty without you. It still doesn't feel real. You were always so strong and I know you fought your hardest until your last breath. I'm so proud of you. You lived such a good life. You did that. I'm going to really miss you. I used to always boohoo cry even the thought of you dying and now that this time has unexpectedly happened, it hurts more than I could have ever imagined. I'm going to miss your hugs and cuddles. I'm going to miss that loud, heavy bark. I'm going to miss seeing you walk around the house. I'm going to miss seeing you run around me in circles when I came home and jumping and scratching on me to pick you up. I'm going to miss the way you would look out the door waiting for me to come inside and scratching at the door in excitement when you finally heard me unlocking the door. I'm going to miss seeing you just sitting on the floor um, while you laid beside me. I'm going to miss video calling you while I was away for college and you not wanting to look in the camera, but you knew my voice and would try to find me. I'm going to miss being like, Riley, ready, set, go, and running and watching you run after me. I'm going to miss saying, come here, Riley, in the, back in the backyard and you coming to run into my arms. Well, sometimes you did. Sometimes you would run right past me. I'm going to miss looking into those big, bold eyes. Your eyes were so beautiful. I'm going to miss seeing you in your blue dog bed with your favorite pink blanket. I'm going to miss touching your cute little nose, but you really hate it when I touched it. I'm going to miss picking you up from your haircuts and telling you how handsome you look. I'm going to miss everything about you. I would do so much just to be able to call your name and see you run in the room one last time. Mommy loves you and I know I'll see you again one day. I promise to never ever forget about you. You will forever be irreplaceable. I promise to always come to your grave to talk to you. You will never be alone. Thank you God for giving me the opportunity to be Raleigh's dog mom for 14 years and thank you for welcoming him into heaven with open arms. Um, and now I also want to share the Rainbow Bridge poem, which is a place where animals that have died go. The Rainbow B Bridge poem states, Just the side of heaven is a place called the Rainbow Bridge. When an animal passes away that has been especially close to someone here, that pet goes to the Rainbow Bridge. There are meadows and hills for all of our special friends so they can run and play together. There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and our friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who had been ill and old are restored to health and vigor. Those who were hurt or maimed are made whole and strong again, just as we remember them in our dreams of days and times gone by. The animals are happy and content. Except for one small thing, they missed someone very special to them who had to be left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. Bright eyes are intent, the eager body quivers. Suddenly the animal begins to run from the group, flying over the green grass, legs carrying the pet faster and faster. You have been spotted. And when you and your special friend finally meet, you cling together in joyous reunion, never to be parted again. 
the happy kisses rain upon your face. Your hands again caress the beloved head, and you look once more into the trusting eyes of your pet, so long gone from your life, but never absent from your heart. Then you cross the rainbow bridge together. And I really love the rainbow bridge poem because it really just gives me peace knowing that Raleigh is up there running around and just happy and content again. So I love you, my Raleigh, aka Riley, Raw Raw, all your names, um, my Raleigh D'Angelo White. I will love you forever and always. I also briefly wanted to talk about the Motivation Monday quote, which stated, the best view comes after the hardest climb. This quote has helped me come to terms with the difficult situations I've been encountering. Um, when you're at the bottom and you're trying to climb to the top, it can be really hard to see the pretty views. However, if you keep going and don't give up, you will get there. So even though the climb has been hard this past year, I know the best views are coming because the only way from here is up. If you have been going through some difficult times, just know that the best parts of life don't always come easy. But if you just keep going, you will get to the best days and you'll look back down and be so proud of how far you've come. Pain is temporary, so we can and we will persevere. Please take care, everyone. Be sure to cherish every moment you have with your loved ones, and I hope you have a great New Year's, and I'm wishing all the best success and positivity for 2021. That's all for today's special bonus episode of Talks with Tatiana. To see some photos and videos of my fur baby, Riley, and to catch up on old episodes of season one of the show, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore, on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana, and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.